Hello, I'm Simon Wilson of the IMF. We're joined by Antoinette Saye, who's director of the IMF's African department. Ms. Saye, welcome. Thank you very much. It seems that most of the countries of sub-Saharan Africa were better prepared to handle the effects of this latest global economic crisis than previous crises. What's made Africa more resilient this time round? Well, I would say one, uh, one key factor has been uh, the considerable progress made by African countries beginning in the late 1990s and uh, certainly in uh, the first decade of uh, this century in addressing fiscal problems and in uh, reducing uh, their fiscal deficits so that when the crisis did hit, despite the fact that many countries suffered from lower uh, revenues as a result of reduced demand for African exports, even even with that reduction in revenues, countries were able to uh, sustain spending on key uh, priorities, uh, making space for uh, additional expenditure in, in some cases to uh, protect the poor from the impact of the crisis, making additional transfer payments to some segments of the population. So able to do that because the, uh, the previous efforts at reform had borne fruit in uh, more sustainable fiscal situations. Another factor, of course, inflation had uh, come under control, so they were also able to use uh, interest rate policy and reduce interest rates as uh, another means of mitigating the impact of the crisis. And where exchange rates uh, were flexible, countries let them adjust and, and help in the, uh, deal with the shocks, and so that uh, contributed to their resilience. And I would say, finally, African countries did not uh, begin to put up barriers uh, and look inwards and uh, instead continue to pursue uh, policies uh, broadly encouraging foreign investment and trade. All of those uh, factors, I think, uh, together meant uh, this time around uh, Africa was able to sustain the impact of the crisis in a, in, a, in a better way and gives us optimism that as the global economy recovers, the recovery in Africa will, will keep uh, pace with that and uh, will certainly uh, mean that Africa is able to uh, do better this time around than it has done with other recoveries. Related to your last point, Africa has been described as staying open for business during this latest crisis. Is that a view you would share? Well, certainly Africa has made significant progress in the respective roles of the government and the private sector in African economies. And I think that's been certainly a characteristic of uh, economic developments in the late 1990s and uh, the beginning of this decade, that African uh, governments increasingly withdrawing from the economic sphere and leaving that space for the, uh, for the private sector. And uh, as a result of uh, efforts to rein in uh, fiscal deficits, uh, stabilize their economies, introduce policies uh, more supportive of, of foreign investment, Africa has seen a significant increase in foreign investment that predates the crisis, but certainly in the course of the crisis, those investments also fared reasonably well. So in, in, in that respect, it's been a very encouraging feature of uh, African economies, this uh, new openness to the private sector and this more level playing field for uh, foreign direct investment as well. One year ago, the IMF co-hosted a major conference in Tanzania, and that called for a decisive change in the relationship between the IMF and Africa. How would you assess the record one year later? Well, um, I think the, the Tanzania conference, as we call it, was a critical turning point in the relationship between the fund uh, 
and its African member countries, one that underscored the crucial importance of the, of the fund as a partner in Africa's development and acknowledge uh, the deep partnership that has been built between Africa and the fund. It, I think, underscored uh, the significant challenges, of course, ahead for Africa and the fund as a result of the recession. It uh, confirmed the fund's uh, role motivating and encouraging others to provide needed financing for Africa to deal with the crisis, underscored the need for fund efforts to overhaul its lending architecture to increase the amount of resources available to Africa and other low-income countries, efforts to deal with conditionality, efforts to have African economies with more influence in the governance of the fund. Uh, I think uh, a year since the the conference, we can say that many of the key issues uh, outlined in the the concluding statement, the Dar es Salaam Declaration, as we call it, uh, many of those uh, things have we've seen uh, good progress on, certainly on the financing issue. So significant progress, I think, across the board from provision of financing, reform of conditionality, our approach to debt and uh, debt limits and fund-supported program, uh, increasing the voice of, of African countries in the fund. Still some work to be done there, but all in all, uh, a lot of progress over the, uh, the past year. Antoinette Sae, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you.